0: First things first, all right? Although I don't remember saying it, and I would have never intentionally said it, uh, word got back to me that I'm in some serious trouble because I accidentally called the incredible couple. Incredible couple who kept me safe during the Durban riots, fed me, like really became kind of too parental figures. Apparently, I called them elderly, and that was not my intention. I would never have called these two elderly. I mean, they're both younger than my parents, and my parents are definitely not elderly. So, you know, if I did that, I'm absolutely devastated, and it was absolutely unintentional, Uh, and I am so very, very sorry. Uh, This couple in question, they, they, they were the highlight of a trip that's been peppered with highlights. And that's the last thing I would have ever done. So I am very, very sorry. And to make up for it, I put together what I think is the finest South African rough Sundays to date. In fact, considering I own the patent and copyright to the show, I can say it's the greatest South African rough Sundays in the history of South Africa. I kid you not. Because of my inadvertent mistake, uh, I did decide the only thing to do would be to produce a stellar show, which is not like me. Not only do we have fantastic music, um, but I also called in a favor from my sister from another mister, as they say, Laura Jansen, a dear, dear friend of mine who you can see uh, starting yesterday streaming on Amazon Prime. You can see Laura alongside uh, Adam Driver, Marion Cotard, and the movie Annette. So she's going to be joining us. I have the catchiest track I have heard in South Africa to date. In fact, it was so catchy after Laura called me and helped me out with the show. I I sent her this track as a gift, and she loved it. It's wonderful. Um, My hair is fixed. Showered. I even have a big note on my computer in front of me that says, stop smacking you, jerk. Because I, you know, I like to, I, I, a lot, you know. There's a lot of, I don't edit this show. It actually sounds like I'm speaking Zulu. I should have said anything. I I could have just said the culture, the cultural lexicon is rubbing off on me and that's why I'm doing that. Like when you say, Cosa, which I can say now, very proud. Anyway, a lot of things on the show. A little bit of New Orleans, In the show. More things. Oh, I just did it. More things. I told you, this is about to be a great show. A big show. And if you don't believe me, why don't you sit back and uh, get into some Abdullah Ibrahim. It's Rough Sundays. when the day comes that I have to leave South Africa. I'm going to keep a few of the artists I discovered whilst here. I'm going to keep them in my pocket. I'm going to revisit them no matter where I go. And Abdullah Ibrahim makes that list. Just kind of this, uh, he's a bit of Alan Toussaint in a way. So good. One of the top South African musicians of all time. Uh, Definitely the top pianist of all time. The man is incredible. I think he even, I think. I think he stepped in to lead Duke Ellington's band back in the day for a short run. Incredible, Abdullah Abraham, get into him. It is a show called Rough Sundays, and I'm Eric Esquien, and I'm, um, you know, I have the most fortunate and blessed and insane and extraordinary life of anybody that I know, and I know a lot of people. And these people that I call friends and tribe and fam are are fascinating, and I I would look at that as one of my one of the things I'm most proud of or most grateful for is just having fascinating and talented and inspirational friends. And one of these who tops the list is Laura Jansen. Laura Jansen and I we actually met as Instagram friends in Berlin. I don't know if we. If there was just exchanging comments on a Berlin... I don't even remember what it was. But, um, you know, from the first beer, we became really close. And she became an incredibly special friend to me. And she mentioned she was a singer-songwriter, but it's Berlin. Everybody's a singer-songwriter or a DJ or an artist. So you just go, yeah, cool, you know. I, I didn't doubt she was successful, I didn't know how successful she was until one day um, a friend of mine saw her comment on something of mine in Instagram and sent me this all caps note of how do you know Laura Jansen? I can do that a little better. Sorry, I was trying not to shout into the mic. How do you know Laura Jansen? And I was like, "Uh, she's my, my buddy. We go out for drinks every once in a while. So then I was sent all these videos of her, like, performing and dropping from stadium seatings on wires in front of 50,000 people, like, big time. Like, one of her, she did a cover of uh, Kings of Leon, You Somebody. And that got got hundreds of millions of hits on YouTube, you know. So it was fun for her to be on my friend list. And then later, like, oh, you famous? Oh, cool, you know. So she's incredible, absolutely incredible human being. She she took all that money she made touring. I think she had this big tour. I can't remember his name. You'll know him. He's a Dutch DJ, which I realize doesn't um, narrow it down. Van Buren, Armin something, Armin van Buren. Anyway, she won a tour, made some made some cash. Um, she she took that money, and she ended up starting a energy an, an NGO, a charity, an organization in Lesbos for refugees, making that. Horrific boat trip from Turkey to Greece, a trip that so many die on. And I think she spent all of her money on that. Like When I knew her, she was about to take a job bartending because she, she didn't have much money. Of course, then she released a new album, one based on her experience there in Lesbos, which is incredible. And then she wrote a book about that experience called We Saw Light. It's uh, It's available. English and Dutch, which she is, half American, half Dutch, or half Dutch-American, however you say it. And um, she just announced her one-woman show before the pandemic, and I believe it starts up in September. I believe I saw some dates in and around Holland and the Netherlands. She even did a concert with Leonard Cohen's son doing Leonard Cohen covers, come on. She's, She's big, Laura Jansen. You can, like I said at the beginning of the show, you can see her, in the film Annette, alongside uh, Adam Driver, Marion Cotone. I think it's streaming on Amazon as of yesterday, but I can't keep up, she's doing a thousand things. She bakes a lot of bread too, if you follow her Instagram, but she was, uh, I'm going somewhere with this, I'm not just bragging about my amazing friends, although I should start a show like that, because I have them, but um, Laura was the first to get me started on the great Marion McKibble who we played numerous times, who's been kind of a staple and a focal point of this show since we've been in South, in South Africa. So I totally interrupted her trip back to Lesbos, which she's on right now, and I just asked if she could talk a little bit about her self and why Miriam Makeba was so important.
1: Good morning from Lesbos. My name is Laura Jansen, and when I'm not sitting on the shores of Lesbos, as you can hear, I'm a musician and a writer. I'm sitting in a little tiny village, looking out over the Aegean Sea in the morning as the fog is rising. I'm watching fishermen come in from their night of catching octopus, In the haze on the horizon, I can see the shadowy forms of Turkey, just across the water. And this point is the border of Europe. This is where, since the first Gulf War, refugees in small numbers, and then in 2015 in massive numbers, crossed this deceptively narrow channel to find safety in Europe. I came here in 2015 naively full of good intentions with the idea that I would temporarily volunteer and ended up staying for three years. My work took me from the coast to the camps and through a landscape of primary and secondary trauma that rendered the person I had been before I arrived on Lesbos completely mute. As a musician, our gift and our ability to turn internal feelings into external sounds is the thing that I've always been the most grateful for. In hard times, in hopeless situations, in moments of confusion and sadness, I've always been able to turn to music to feel less alone. And to feel more heard. But when I lived here on this island, none of the music I used to listen to worked. I didn't want to listen to music about, you know, soft, emotional white boys and their feelings. (laughs) I wanted fire and I wanted fury, I wanted inspiration, I wanted joy. I wanted something that felt timeless and yet could inspire. And very few artists filled the bill. Miriam Makeba was one who fit the bill. She's one of the few people I listened to in my darkest hours because her voice called out from another time to say that there is hope and that there is strength and that there is fire and there is fury and there is truth. And if I can do it as a black woman from South Africa and if I can navigate the politics that were completely triggered by her music, then anyone can. And her her joy, her truth, her authenticity, is something that I've turned to a lot in the last few years as I return to music. She, she is timeless. She is joyful. She does transcend language. If you listen to Miriam Makeba, you know you're listening to some, something great, it's very clear what her message is, even if you don't understand COSA or any of the other languages that she sang in. Uh, And so for me, there are a handful of artists that that transcend politics, that transcend trends, that transcend um, gender and nationality. And she certainly is the queen of that. I have to say that my favorite albums are the live albums that she did with Harry Belafonte because he too was such a pioneer in political truth speaking through art. And so it's nice for me to share with you this morning as I look out over the sea and you're in South Africa and I'm here in Greece that these that these bridges can be built with music. And that music can transcend distance and historical context and point to the root and the truth of our human struggles. And that doesn't always have to feel heavy. It doesn't always have to feel morose. It can be full of joy because she embodies power and life and those two things are truly filled with joy so I hope wherever you are listening in the world that your life is filled with power and joy and that if you do need some inspiration to turn to the to the queens (laughs) and listen to what they have to say their message is just as relevant as it as it was then thank you so much Eric for letting me interrupt your podcast And keep on keeping on. Bye. (laughs)
2: Calin, so big, is a copuma. Go, And go come 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 Oh <laughs> mema Kwa felu, beke ndi yekwa sunu Kwa felu, papa yekwa sunu Kwa felu, beke sunu, kwa felu sunu, kwa felu zangobuma Guka litombike, zangobuma
0: Mary McCabe, thank you, Laura, for joining us and for the dreamy background sound effects of Lesbos, in Greece. I need to warn you. Well, first, I should say Rough Sundays. I shouldn't say I need to warn you this is Rough Sundays. It doesn't really bode, boast, bode, bode well for me and the show. So I'll say it's Rough Sundays, and I need to warn you that the next song I'm about to, about to play has been on repeat in my apartment nonstop for the past couple weeks. I've been very excited to, in fact, I discovered it while doing the, uh, the three-part Paul Simon Graceland series, so I was very excited to get it. And then, of course, the... Eric's Apology Podcast Tour comes out, which we're on right now. So I definitely need to play it. But I need to warn you about the addictive nature of this track. You know, the first time you're going to go, oh, yeah, it's nice. And then you're going to re-listen to this podcast because that's what I imagine you do anyway. Right? Just listen to the podcast and then call friends and family over and play it again. And you just do that weekly until the next Sunday. Anyway... I'm going to play it now, and then we're going to get into who they are. But I need to warn you, you are about to hear an incredibly catchy, happy, wonderful track. Quasi Mvelo. velo. I, rough Sundays. I know we talk about Soweto, but I'm telling you, like that music that you just heard coming out of Soweto. And if you think about it, the music coming out of Soweto, when we talk about the music coming out of Soweto, we're talking about the music that came out of Soweto under apartheid. And the music coming out of there was power, like pure power. Laura Jensen just mentioned Mary McCabe. Mary moved to Sweet for some of that power. There's no other way of describing it. It's power, it's powerful stuff. And if you think about, think about hang on a second, let me pour a little. I'm not gonna hold the cup up to the mic like did I did last week. It sounded like I was peeing. But back to Soweto. Let, let's think about think about some of the greatest pop songs ever written. Catchy pop songs. I'm not talking about the greatest song. I'm not talking about I'm talking like pop songs. Catchy pop songs. Like upbeat. What is it? Uh, Katrina and the Waves. Walking on Sunshine. Uh, the Laws. There she goes. Starfish and Coffee. Prince. Uh, Crazy and Love. Beyonce. Good Vibrations. Beach Boys. I'm not saying that that's no order. Those are just the ones that came to mind. Think about where each of these artists were when they wrote and played and produced this. I know it wasn't under apartheid it wasn't under a racist government they were all being coddled in their nice homes and their studio okay maybe not the Beach Boys they were Brian Wilson was confusing them but think about where the artists were and if you hear that last song that we just played by Masawazi and Vittel, they were right in the middle of this, this was in the 1970s and so, while they were being beaten down, while they were being hunted down, while they were being killed, they were writing upbeat songs like that. And that's why I'm saying it's power. And the band just... I, you know what? What good is having a podcast if you just can't play the same track twice? And that's what I'm going to do. Now that you know the group, now that you know the stories, now that you know what they were going through when they sat down and they composed and they wrote and they produced and they performed this track, Please remember that this was in the midst of the most brutal, brutal chapter of history we'd seen in a long time. And then let's hear it again, because knowing that now, it gets better. So, once more, in a row, it's Masawasi and Ambilu. Start a podcast, this way you can just spend half the time talking about your amazing friends and the other half the time you can just play songs over and over if you want to. I hope you enjoy, I, I do hope you didn't fast forward through and I hope the second time knowing what the band and what so many artists were going through during apartheid but still creating amazing music. Think about, think about us today, all right? There's a pandemic. Yes, it's horrible. Yes, people are dying and it's scary. This is not as scary as apartheid, right? Do we hear a lot of upbeat uh, music and conversation and books being written? No, we're just whining, bemoaning, all caught up in the PC nature of the pandemic. We can't even focus on doing something with it. All we ever wanted, so many people said was time to write that book or pick up the guitar or get back into painting. We haven't done that, have we? No. We're too busy complaining. But Soweto was creating power. So I've mentioned it every show and I will continue to mention it. There are so many great albums and tracks coming out of Soweto during Apartheid. That to me is is music, you know. Anyway bit of a tangent there. Rough Sundays. Eric, ask quick. I need again. I can always judge how loquacious I am on the show if I need a cup or a sip of coffee during a break. Hang on. Um, for this next track, again, this is the apology tour. So I'm really I'm going to break up the big guns here. But I've got a, I've got i uh, I've got a recent. I've got a relatively new track. And it was one probably made with computers, which is usually, absolutely, probably not the theme of music I play on the show. We like the old stuff. But I did hear this on my friend Lee's Spotify while in Durban. And of course the couple in question that I accidentally said elder and not older live in Durban. So this kind of fits nicely into it. But it's a song I really, really liked. And uh, I hope you do too. And I know so little about this cat. I don't even, I think it's, bong zui? Bongzui, my blunder. I think, I don't know, but it's still really good. Reggie Somi's Hollywood Jazz Band, Rough Sundays. It's a great track from the 1960s. Um, Reggie himself, not only a, a band leader, but kind of a prolific songwriter. He, he actually how's this for Synergy, and tying in bits and bobs of the show into bits and bobs of the show, he wrote a few tracks for Mary McCable, who we just talked about, who Laura just talked about. Anyway, Rough Sundays, did I say that? I'll say it again If I can repeat a track, I can repeat the name of the show It's Rough Sundays, I'm Eric Queen We have, though, now come to the last track of the show Of the Eric Apology Tour podcast One stop here, you, your living room, or wherever you're sitting And as usual, the the, the last song of the podcast is an upbeat, upbeat, upbeat One, sorry, more coffee, it's early here but before we play this track, I want to, um, I need to take you back to New Orleans, as I love doing. And anyone in New Orleans will tell you that unless you've seen a Kermit Ruffin show, you haven't done New Orleans. I'm sorry, it's not all Bourbon Streets and Hurricanes. And nobody goes on Bourbon Street, nobody drinks Hurricanes, they not know how to tell you. But I do agree, back to to Kermit Ruffins, I do agree. He's my favorite act to catch in New Orleans, which is saying something. Um, Great voice, very unique voice. Great trumpet, great hats, and always high as a kite. I mean, always. Like if you ever see his show at Blue Nile, I think he still plays on Thursday at at Blue Nile he comes out of the door and it's like you're seeing an 80s rock video that's backed by lighting and a fog machine but when in fact it's just marijuana smoke from behind him and he comes in like half the time he's got one eye closed i don't know if that's for equilibrium he's amazing kermit Ruffins. he uh he actually used to grill he calls him he's, he's he says i'm a chef first i'm a grill man first I'm um, a trumpeter second. But he used a grill for everybody back in the day at his shows at Vaughn's. He doesn't do that anymore. But um, I think he, he's got a new bar called Kermit and, Kermit's mother in law Lounge, uh, which is which is fun fun way to spend afternoons. Sometimes he cooks there. But I'm getting off track here. Sorry. You give me a start on New Orleans and food. Forgive me. But, um, you know, Kermit himself... He always does a certain song in his, in his set list, right? You're, you can always be guaranteed of a, of a few songs. And um, so I got to know this song. And when I got here to South Africa and I realized that it was a track from South Africa about South African moonshine, I had to play it. So here's Herb Albert, Hugh Maskela, Skokian. <laughs> Skokian. Rough Sundays. It's moonshine, like I said. And I was actually going to go to try to find some Skokian, some moonshine, when I got back to Soweto, near Johannesburg. But now, because my fortune, insane fortune, getting my vaccination shots here in in Cape Town, I won't be able to. So I got to play today, and I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And I hope, Louise and John, you'll forgive me for a slip of the tongue, completely unintentional. I don't I don't even really I don't have living grandparents, so I really don't know any elderly anyway. So if I said that, it was completely unintentional. And I hope you'll forgive me. And to those I haven't offended or not yet anyway. I will bid you adieu from a gorgeous, yet another gorgeous, blue winter sky, table mountain in the background morning from right here in Cape Town. I'll see you next week.